Welcome back to the Ultimate Fan Fix podcast in association with Ultimate Fan, the next level fantasy football game. Please note that general terms and game rules apply, 18 plus only. My name is Reese Cholton, also known as UF Reese, and I am the host of the Ultimate Fan Fix, which aims to help the UF community create their best possible lineups ahead of each game week. Now, we have another very special episode this week as I'm once again joined by the UF community champion, UF Max. How are we doing today, Max? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Give the people what they want. (laughs) I'm running out of nicknames for you. (laughs) I'm quickly running out of nicknames, so I'm going to have to keep thinking them up. Right, we've got a plan in place. So we dropped a announcement in our Discord channel that if you had any mailbox questions you wanted to ask me or or UF Max, then we would happily answer them as long as they were gameplay related. Now, the first two questions that come in, there weren't gameplay related so we can't really answer them because to, to be perfectly honest we don't know the answer so um, we will answer the few that we did get we did get a few over mod mail as well so the first one came in it was uh, this is probably a good one to start with actually Max um, which base and silver players do you think will be challenging for the top of the point uh, the top point scorer list come the start of the World Cup break he gave us a couple of examples he said Mitrovic and Martinelli lead silvers and Gross, Polinia, Neko and Tete have all done well. Uh, they their base cards, but they've, have they overachieved in the first few weeks? So I'll come to you first, Max. I'll come to your thoughts on base and silver cards that you feel could be up there come, come the World Cup break. Uh, yeah, I think that, that last question, have they overachieved? Absolutely, yes. Um, maybe not. Palinia so much. Mm, he's mm-hmm. he's a pretty um, pretty solid option, and will continue to score those points. But um, I think it, the likes of uh, Kenny Tete has got involved with more than he probably would have done. Nico Williams was dropped for the Villa game. Um, Pascal Gross, is, it looks like it's an ever so slightly different role than um, he seemed to have a little more freedom under Potter. That I think I've watched a couple, watched Brighton's games under Zerbi. He hasn't. Um, hasn't looked as as good. Um, so yes, I think those ones in particular. Um, I think you can say that about um, a lot of the overachieving Brighton assets. I mean, those four noted are are right at the top. But um, even with the Brighton team card, Alexis McAllister um, and, and Trossard to some extent, maybe I don't think they will be as good over the next five six weeks as they have been over the first twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitrovic and Martinelli are in another. They're in another league. Um, they're getting the freedom that that their that their managers are giving them, and um, that 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 is allowing them to score goals, score points, and and mm. that that will continue. Um, the two that I like that I've picked out, Pats and Daka. Yeah, um, I couldn't argue with that. I think that's fair. I um, Leicester have got a nice run. Mm-hmm. I Vardy's um, Vardy's minutes are obviously coming down. Daka's the one who's going to profit off the back of it. Um, he will start some games. He might come on. I just think he's going to keep scoring goals and they've got some nice fixtures. Mm-hmm. I saw he's on 41 currently. Hasn't got that far of a difference to make up. Wouldn't surprise me if he's up there with Mitrovic and Martinelli. Mm-hmm. Then again, it's Leicester and they haven't quite been a team that... Well, <laughs> I mean, you still think they're getting relegated. <laughs> I don't. Um, and the other one the other one I like is Dominic Solanke. And mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. is um, he's someone that at the start of the season, I was, I'd tell anyone who listened that he was going to score... 15 goals this season. He might not score 15. <laughs> he might He might do. He, but he, the role he looks like he's got under under O'Neill is, is quite nice. They seem to 
use him as the right target man. He brought down a nice assist for Christie against Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's their he's go to guy, and he will score points. Yeah, I mean, I'd Solanke, I, I did have him in my team this week. I even even went to the the extreme lengths of golden booting him, but he obviously didn't deliver in that aspect. But he is a player that I have been watching in in recent times. I feel you are right. I, I don't think he'll score fifteen goals, but we've got to remember we're not even a third of the way into the season yet. There's still plenty of time to get that target. It just takes the biggest. I know it's he's a, he's considered a superstar in his own way, but you got to look at. Son's run in the second half of the season, he didn't look anywhere near it for the first half of the season last year. And he then gone on and shared golden boot honours at the end of the season. But yeah, I think it's just one of them you, you wait and see with Solanke. I completely agree with Dakar as well. He is the future of uh, the, the, the Leicester front line, particularly now with, with Vardy coming into his mid-30s. And I, I, I've tipped up Dakar a couple of times in the last few weeks and he seems to be finding a net more often than so. So I think he's a, a definitely a player to keep on on top of there. I looked at the players. I personally think Martinelli will be up there looking at Arsenal's run of games. They've got Leeds, Man City, Southampton, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea and Wolves. Man City, for me, out of those six games, is the only worry before the World Cup. I think the rest of them, they could probably get something from it. Uh, Martinelli could well be there. It's He's been a little bit inconsistent for my liking. I think there was a good spell of weeks where he didn't really pick up any points, but... He, he came back into it this week. He, he looked good against Liverpool and hopefully he can keep that run of form going. Mitrovic as well, he's quite high up. He's got 77 points at the moment. The only concern with Mitrovic is his injury. Now, his injury record isn't the greatest. It's the same with, It's the same what we were talking about Haaland last time out, that his injury record is a concern. Whether he plays every game this season is, is the case. And I, I, am, I think Mitrovic is a worry. I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be too confident on him going forward just because his injury record ain't great. If he's on the pitch, he will score. But the only problem you've got is his injury record isn't great. I think someone that's been completely missed out of the picture is Miguel Almiron of of Newcastle. (laughs) Jack Grealish would disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I just think he's been completely missed. He's been brilliant the last couple of weeks. He's he's slowly climbed up the charts. He's got 51 points so far this year. No, Miguel Almiron has got 51 points, yeah. yeah. Wow. And I think he's had a team of the week appearance as well. He got 18 points a couple of weeks back. He's had two very big performances, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. And I guess that if you get 15 plus points or whatever, it mm-hmm. can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I see it, but I, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at his fixtures and, and Newcastle's fixtures, like compared to other teams, it's not the worst running for the next six weeks. You got Manchester United, Everton, Spurs, Villa, Southampton, Chelsea. It's not the worst. It's not the best either. But the way that Newcastle are playing at the moment, they definitely could pick up some points there. So I think Almiron has been completely missed out there. I think he's the player that, for me that should be kept an eye on just for the time being. As for the base cards, Polinia has been. I don't think Polinia's overachieved in the slightest. I, I I have seen what I expected from Polinia, and that was to mop up the tackle points and chip in with the odd goal or assist here and there, which is exactly what he's done. Uh, he's only on four. He's on about forty-two points at the moment. He has scored twice. He's had the couple of shots on target, but most of his points have come from the tackle department. I, I feel that Polinia in that list, Polinia has has probably done what was expected of him in in my book anyway. Uh, I could probably say for the rest, Gruss has just slipped away for me in, in recent time. He had such a good start and he was such an in-demand player and he's just slowly slipped away. And I think 
Potter now going completely wipes wipes him of any value for the rest of the year. Um, Tete, I think again, I think as you said, he's done what was what is expected to do in his role. I don't think I was expecting him to pick up as many points as he had, but he's been he's been quite fair in the points department. He's been quite a useful asset for the time being. Neko Williams, I think it's just the the, the point of a superb player being in a bad team. I, I just think it's that like he's literally trying to do everything he's come from a standard to, like when you look at the standard of squad that he's come from so he's come from an elite Liverpool squad he's walked straight into a Nottingham Forest it's like it's. I just think it's one of them like it's one of those odd Premier League signings that you would have seen 15 years ago like why has he gone there and then he turns out to be this great player that everybody underrated and didn't expect much from I, I think like especially with the points that he's bringing in, he's having a lot of shots on target. It is one thing I've known. I think he's averaging something stupid, like two and a half shots a game, which for a defensive player is ridiculous. Like not on, just to bear in mind, that's not on target. He could just be hitting it from 30 yards and it's going up into row Z. But for the amount of shots that he's having and the amount of tackles that he's making, he's not a bad player to have because you know Nottingham Forest are not going to keep a clean sheet. They... Ch- they- I th- there's a lot of caveats to this, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think they've changed formation. Um, Serge Aurier was obviously signed for a purpose, mm-hmm. and he he that was what their sub was last night. He came up for he, for Aurier, didn't he? But did he? Uh, sorry, no, no, Nico Williams came on. Oh, did he come for, on? Come for, on for, for Aurier. Aurier. Okay, and that that was um, Aurier clearly isn't match fit now. The fact that he isn't match fit. And he still got the first sixty minutes, and they only con- they didn't concede many big chances. I worry that Nico Williams is going to be one of the victims of the um, of the big squad dilemma mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that Steve Cooper actually in his interview after the match kind of opened up about. He was like, "I've got a lot of players. It's very difficult, yeah. and <laughs> and and it, it probably is very difficult." Mm-hmm, and as mm-hmm. a result, I think Nico Williams isn't quite going to get the opportunities he maybe needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like him I don't think he's as good as maybe people have thought just because he was playing in a bad team I, I don't know I jury's out for me but I, I, I don't see him continuing with that level of points mm-hmm. that's fair I c- couldn't argue with that right second question how do you make your modifier selections is there certain positions or players that you look for and how do you utilise your flex spot? Uh, I feel this is quite a, an interesting question. I'll, I'll let you go first, Max. I th- when I saw this question, I thought... Um, I, I don't think it's a case of, of um, making this any more complicated than it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. UF is a uh, very favourable game to the attackers. And mm-hmm. it was built that way. It was mm-hmm. designed that way back in the Euros two years ago. Um, or... No, eighteen months ago, um, and it for me it is a very simple selection every week. My my golden boot goes on the forward that I have, who is going to most likely score goals, and and I know this feeds into the second part of the question, but um, my captaincy nearly always usually goes to the forward that I put in the flex spot, who I consider to be more <laughs> of a. Um, uh, deep lying forward, mm-hmm. your Richarlison mm-hmm. types over your 
the goal scorers that you that you put that you put up front. I'd mm. never, I'd never, I don't have a Haaland. I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not flush with that many coins. Um, but if I did have a Haaland, every week he'd get my golden boot, and he'd never once get my captaincy. That's mm. the way I'd mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I see a lot of captain Haaland captainers, and I always think. You're not getting anything in tackle points yeah. there. You're not getting anything in <laughs> in anything else. You're not probably getting that many assists this season. Mm-hmm. You you're chancing it that he's going to score. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can see with Harlan. I think there was. I, I was looking through um, the stats later on, uh, a bit earlier on today. Sorry. That um, I basically found out that out of the 500 Harlands that were in the game uh, last weekend, just gone. 178 people had a captain's armband on him and 164 had a golden boot on him. Who are these maniacs who don't have a modifier on him? (laughs) (laughs) At least put one of them on. (laughs) If you work that out, there's still 170 people who have the card. That I don't... The thing that I read as well was I, I think 100 players didn't play him this weekend. Which, when you look at it in the run, he did score... But there were better options. Other weeks, you're an absolute moron. But this no, weekend, it was probably not a terrible call. No, no, I think it was. South Southampton this weekend. Yeah, uh, he, he only got nine points. I know, but he should. But that's the type of game Southampton have a tendency to concede nine in a go, in a game. They, yeah, I think <laughs> I think they <laughs> scored eight of them. <laughs> the thing with Southampton is they have like that. The one it's one thing I mentioned was they have quite a decent defensive record against Man City in recent times. I think they only lost one nil last year. They beat them at home. They just seem to be a little bit of a team that. Man City can't seem to score many against, but then they went and scored four. So I think, yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad pick. But coming back to the question, I think I'm in the same boat. Flex spot, I normally go with a forward captain. It's normally a forward that ticks all the boxes, not just scores, has an assist in him, likes to make a tackle, like. I love putting my captain's armband on Anthony Gordon because he'll guarantee at least four shots on target. And that's where you want to double the points, not just the goal. And then the golden boot as well goes on a striker. I will say, though, for the first time that since I've been doing the Team of the Week articles, the first time uh, it's ever happened, a forward wasn't in the flex spot. The, the forwards bummed this week. The highest scoring forward this week was 13 points. We had Phil. We had. I will go through the team. I will reveal the rest of the team of the week in a minute. But Phil Foden was in the flex spot this week because we had two midfielders score twenty-one and twenty points, and then you had Phil Foden with seventeen. There was no striker that got higher than than the the striker in the spot thirteen points. Game's changing. So, yeah. I mean, we were saying this. It could become completely different in the next couple of weeks. So. Last question: Do you think any card could score more points than early in Haaland this season? No, next question. <laughs> it's not even. I, don't, I mean, it was a question that I guess is genuine in that it like it could something. I mean, ha- Harry Kane or someone <laughs> could come out of the woodwork and do, and go on a run like Harlan did. Mm. It just it, it it just doesn't feel very possible. At no, time. no. I think the only thing that would make that happen is injury. That, that's yeah. it. I think the only thing that would make that happen is injury. Uh, and the only players that I think could get near him while he's missing time is probably Harry Kane or, or Gabriel Jesus. That's it. 
I think there's no other player that will get near him. Yeah, I, d- I don't see... It's going to have to be someone else who would mm-hmm. fire up the scoring charts and, and and compete for a golden boot if he was to get injured. He'll get managed well. I don't I don't see him playing against Copenhagen tonight. I, yeah, I don't see him playing tonight either. I don't um, see him playing tonight at all. I think because of the Arsenal pressure, Pepe's probably going to play him a little more than he was expecting to. But then he's got a month off while everyone else plays in one of the most ridiculous... World Cups we'll ever see in our time so he is going to be fresher than anyone and come Boxing Day he'll probably score seven that day uh, it's it's a it's a different I mean back to the question no no one is no one is he's a home he's what 107 points clear of Kane or someone yeah something, something, something like that yeah oh it's it's, it's ridiculous I, I love that we get to watch it every week and at the same time every time he scores you just go this man is built different <laughs> I just, I just don't know how he moves as quick as he does for for the bloke the size of it. I mean, I, I can barely get off a sofa, and I'm six four, and he he runs he runs like absolute mad. It's like, oh my god, he's lightning over ten <laughs> meters, over ten meters. He's absolute lightning. <laughs> right, next segment, we'll go on to the team of the week. So I'll quickly go through it. Uh, in defence, we have Joao Cancelo with 16 points and Pascal Strauch, he's probably the surprise performer with 13 points. In midfield, we have Bukayo Saka, who got the King of the Week award. He had 21 points and Newcastle's Bruno Gamares had 20 points. Up front, we had Gabriel Martinelli with 13 points. In the flex spot, as mentioned earlier, we had Phil Foden in the, uh, with 17 points. In the team card slot, we had Spurs with 13 points. And the highest score you could have got with that team with the captain C on Saka and the golden boot on Bruno Gamares would have been a total of 148 points. Were there any any players you didn't expect to see there, Max? Apart from Pascal Strauch, obviously. Um, I, I, I don't know why. You're doing yourself a disservice there because you picked out Pascal Strauch um, when I was on the podcast, not not last time the time before um and for all the right reasons he's playing as a left wing back mm-hmm. which isn't what he was purchased to do but he seems very good at it he gets around because he's a center back playing that position he makes a lot of tackles he gets involved he's there from corners very very rarely do you have a wing back who is also trying to nod it home <laughs> from a set piece and that is um it's a breath of fresh air and and I think you've I think you're doing yourself a disservice say that he's a surprise entry because he's been there before. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's been he's been good. He's been picking up points consistently, which is what I quite like. I like a player who's. I mean, you want to find that player who bangs twenty points every week. But if you've got a solid card that picks you five or six points up, you only need another player to go and absolutely bang, and that puts you a little bit higher in in the ratings. I, 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 the mad thing about it is, I'm sure that. Um, Junior Firpo is back. Is he back? Yeah. And he's been kept out of the team by Stroud because he's playing that well. He came on against Villa. Um, and I, I, I can't I can't recall substitutions from the weekend, but I assume the same. Um, or or maybe Stroud's playing so well he that's that's his position to lose now. Mm-hmm. Firpo is a bit um a bit of a hothead. Finds yeah, himself he, he in the did wrong like position. a card, didn't he? Yeah, finds himself out of position, makes a rash challenge. I think because he's quick, he gets away with it more than he should do. And maybe Jesse Marsh, who seems I was I was a big doubter. Maybe mm. I'm one of these people who doesn't think Americans know anything about football, <laughs> and have been proven wrong very quickly by. And even at the back end of last season, Marsh didn't seem to didn't seem to get the results that he maybe could have done. I thought the loss of Rafinha and Calvin Phillips would have mm-hmm. hurt them more. And mm-hmm. actually, Marsh seems to 
seems to know what he's doing and putting Strauch at left back. I imagine all of Leeds fans went, oh, Ooh. not sure about this. <laughs> and then he's turned up and he's delivered. And mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think you can say that about a lot of the Leeds players that were probably not likely to do so. And that's why Strauch finds himself here in terms of the other ones in, in the team. Probably... Uh, Bruno Gumares seems to um, confu- he continues to confuse me. Mm-hmm. I, he mm-hmm. was a, he was a CDM at Leon. He was bought to play a role where those three Newcastle players, any three of ASM, Almiron, Fraser, and then Willick, Isak, Wood, whatever, are up top. Um, he, he's not meant to be scoring goals. <laughs> uh, Roy Keane d- discussed it last night on Monday Night Football, and he. It, I'm not. I'm. I'm confused. He's not meant to be scoring goals, but he continues to score goals. And when he does score goals, he seems to score two a game. I. I. I he's clearly a very good footballer. I don't understand why. What. What role he is serving is. Is he. Is he there? Jude Bellingham almost. He's. He's, he's sort of falling into that bracket. Um, I mentioned him a couple of weeks back on our marketplace movers episode because you could pick him up for about sixty coins two weeks ago. I don't think he'll be that price now. So. If you did get him for that price, you probably made yourself a nice little profit. If you were to sell high now, like I reckon he'd easily be double his price. So if you wanted to make a little bit of profit from that, it's probably a good time to do it. But yeah, I think I've definitely looking into that Jude Bellingham role, isn't he? Where he just seems to be all over the pitch and doing everything. Because it was a it was a good performance, in fact, that he scored. Um, scored twice, two shots on target and two tackles. So he's covering all the boxes again in, in terms of point scoring. He's not just hitting the net. So, yeah, Bruno Gamares, I, I do like him. I think he's a, a definitely a player to watch out for going down the line. I think the rest of it, uh, Cancelo again in there. Cancelo just, it's just basically a midfielder in, in, in the defender slot. He's just picking up points for fun half the time. Um, Phil Foden, second consecutive week in the team of the week. It just seems like he's he's finding his feet again. He had a bit of a quiet spell to start with, but but now he seems to be picking up points quite consistently every week now. So there's a player in there. Spurs surprised me, especially the fact they only won one nil. But they made so I think it was I think they made four saves that made the difference and kept the clean sheet, which at the end of the day does make the difference. So they they were up there. I think Chelsea weren't far behind in the scoring either. Um, they made less saves on on the day. So, yeah, overall, I think it was quite a low scoring week when you look at other weeks. I think to only get a hundred, you'd only need one hundred and forty eight points to win the week. I mean, I'm not sure what the final one was, but I've seen weeks where one hundred and eight, one hundred and eleven. So, yeah, to, to, that's quite compared to relatively other weeks. It's not not the highest level of scoring you need. To, to win a game week, so it, w- it was a funny one where the the people at the top of the leaderboard <coughs> on the after the first set of games mm-hmm. on the Saturday were still there come the Sunday, um, which usually there's some form of toppling, some big players come out, mm-hmm. and we did have some of the players. You, you speak, you spoke about Martinelli, Saka, um, but I guess a lot of people had already cashed in on City's win at. Um, at Southampton and people mm-hmm. don't generally tend to mix and match teams too much that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's difficult to find find all these players in one <laughs> team. <laughs> right. We'll go on to uh, our next contest, which starts tonight. It's UCL4. What players, you got any players that stand out? Any any best picks? 
you feel could deliver this week? Yeah, I, I mean, just a note on the UCL. When it when we first launched it, um, I remember being a bit um, sceptical of how well it might work, how well, um, how many teams would be selected, etc. Mm-hmm. Given that, look at the deadline. This this case in point, we closed the game week last night at ten ten thirty, and mm-hmm. open the next. The ne- you've got what sixteen hours to pick a team <laughs> before the next one goes. It's 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 fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I was going through the stats and. Thousands, the, the thousands of people who select for the weekend very quickly jump on on Tuesday morning and select for um, f- select for the UCL. So um, big up to the fans for for really embracing it. First and foremost, you guys are the ones who make the game. Um, in terms of UCL four, the the two the two games I like and the ones I'm trying to target. And I say try because you'll you'll see why in a second. Um, Atletico Madrid against Club Bruges. Mm-hmm. Um, they. Uh, Atletico were, were unlucky to be beaten last time in Bruges, um, and they uh, they they dominated. They are a good team. They will come out, and I expect a, a reaction. Um, I've got Stefan Savage so far. Um, remember when he wasn't very good for City? Yeah, I do remember him being at City. What happened? He's now <laughs> he's now brilliant yeah. on FIFA every year. He's like eighty four rated. I'm sure when he was at City, yeah, he, he, he did look abysmal in a City shirt. I think <laughs> it was just one of those generation signings where they spent a ton of money on a player that they didn't really just look into properly and know what was the best fit for him. Mm. Like Rabi, like that Rabino and. I love Benjani, but Benjani should never have gone there. <laughs> but that, that it was just seems to fall in that era of signings that were like, oh, they just spent the money for the sake of it. But now he looks fantastic. Yeah, I, I do agree. Super <laughs> superb defender, and I, I usually go for wing backs in my positions. But I, I want an athletic imagery defender. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the clean sheets banked, and I feel like they will also he'll pick up tackles, and who knows what can happen at set pieces. So either Savage or, or Jimenez, and the one that you absolutely want now, and everyone should be clambering for, is Anton Griezmann. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Um, uh, he signed his contract now right. with Atletico Madrid. Right. So he's no longer Barcelona's player. Oh, so he's not a 30-minute per game player Which now. is why he started <laughs> and scored at the weekend in the in like 10 minutes or assisted in like 10 minutes. Um, he now starts every game. I think he, they've made they've made it clear. Um, I, um, I'd, I'd want him at all costs. I think tonight he'll... Sorry, they played tomorrow night in the early game. I think he scores... One two goals gets gets uh, gets an assist, uh, and the other, the other game I like, um, and I know a lot of people will disagree with this one. So this one's more of my controversial pick: um, Barcelona against Inter Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Barcelona were were pretty good in that first game against Inter, and just just failed to lack that cutting edge. Um, they seemed to change quite a lot at the weekend, and there was that Celta Vigo game was very up and down. Um, but they changed a lot. They had um, PK and Alba back in the lineup. They played Marcus Alonso at centre back. Um, mm. they, they there was it, they they put some old heads at the back, mm-hmm. and um, I think they wanted that experience to nail down after the in, the previous inter game. Um, and I would like to get hold of some Barcelona players. <laughs> I'd love Lewandowski. So if anyone's got him and fancy selling him for like 100, 200 coins, they're in my wallet. I'll, uh, I'll do you a deal. Um, but I do have a um, Pedri, so I'll be playing him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't... 
maybe Alba doesn't play. Maybe Alonso goes back to the left. I, I don't. It, who knows? It's, it's difficult to predict team lineups. But if you're a daring player, I maybe would play play him. I presume he came off. I'm presuming it was an injury. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. Um, maybe check the team news first. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> That's fair argument. I couldn't. Couldn't argue with after that. <laughs> At least I, I, I didn't know about Griezmann. That's a, that's a potential game changer right there straight away. I didn't know that he'd signed a new deal. So I assume that signing of the deal it was it was done yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was done over the weekend. The news came out yesterday morning. I yeah. assume that signing, um, is um, it does release them from this extraordinary contract situation <laughs> where he had to play less than fifty percent of the minutes over. Yeah, two seasons, that's, so that's they didn't owe him like uh, a billion pounds. That's <laughs> just such a weird contract, like completely restricting a player just purely on the basis of. Well, it, it's it's league gain. That's literally it. It's, mm-hmm. Well, you can have him, but you can only do this, and it's. Uh, I'll uh, weird, I'll have a quick check while you're, <laughs> while you're having a look, but I'm sure that 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 signing is is basically released him from mm-hmm. that. He has started the last two games, so maybe they knew it was coming anyway. Yeah, potentially, um, yeah. Maybe it's something that they've had in the pipeline for a bit. I guess there's probably a better question around how match fit he is. Can he, can he play more than... Because <laughs> yeah. he came off after 60 minutes. I'm guessing he, he gets to a point and he's like, I've not done this in 18 months. How does this feel? <laughs> right, I'll run through mine while, while you have a check for that. Um, I've got a few that I feel there's one selection in there that could could surprise um, but the first one I'm going to go with Jude Bellingham at Dortmund he's just been ridiculous form so far this year and he's he's finished as the high scoring midfielder card in two of the last three at UCL contests um, he faces a struggling severe side I think he could just pull the strings in that game and just pick up points once again as he did last week so Jude Bellingham is, is one to watch for me there uh, my second uh, it's a little bit more simpler but it's Harry Kane of Spurs um, he's firing at a fair rate in the Prem and, and he hasn't really been great in Europe but then Spurs as a whole haven't been great in Europe um, uh, they were left frustrated with a nil-nil draw against Frankfurt away from home last week but because they are home this week I'd feel home comforts would play a part he could probably find a net Probably hit a nice score. I just think he's a player to watch there. And then my last one, it's a little bit out there, but I think with the current situation, it could be interesting, is uh, Kyogre Furahasi of, of Celtic. Um, he's likely to be the main man against Celtic, as, as Yacht has been ruled as a major doubt to play tonight. I'm not sure if the news has changed since I last checked that. Um, but he's yes, it looks like Yacht, because he didn't train yesterday from what I checked. It looks like... Yutta could be, could miss that game, and that means Farahashi would be. I think he was rested at the weekend because he did play in the Champions League last week. He seems to have been rested this weekend. He was on the bench. He didn't come on. I, I think it was more of the fact that they they knew they wouldn't need him, so they started other players. He's scored seven goals in in, in eight SPL appearances this year. Uh, Leipzig is conceding. While they didn't, while Celtic didn't get the result last week, they they, they got the point. I think it was a point. They drew. I think they drew. Yep. Unkunku had a great game because he was my captain. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, yeah, they definitely, yeah, he got involved in the goals. Um, I just think he's worth a chance. He's no, worth la- a- sorry, Celtic game against Leipzig last week. Yeah. No, so Leipzig won. Leipzig won. 3 1. That's it. Yeah, okay. And Unkunku was well at <laughs> But I, I did have Yutta last week and he scored because he scored Celtic's early goal last week. Yes. I feel for a hash he will take on that role this week. For, for a, he is a 
brilliant striker. Mm-hmm. Um, he scores. He scores goals. I, I, I do watch limited uh, SPFL, um, but he every time I've seen him, he just he looks cut above. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, if he's uh, he was he was injured for a few weeks, and then as you say, he did come back. So I may I'm assuming they wanted to just be careful with him. Yeah, I think that's that's, that's literally it. I think they're not rushing him straight back into it. So I, I'm not going to argue with that. I think he could start. He's going to be. A player to watch this week for me, so could he? And then my team card was Man City. I just think it's straightforward. Copenhagen away from home. Copenhagen are yet to score this year. Man City battered them five 0 this week. While you are expecting a weakened Man City side, even if they stick Julian Alvarez on to start, he scored last week. He could easily score again this week. I think Man City team card is probably the best shot. I think they're the most selected team card in in the competition for this week at the moment. So that's not a huge shock there. Right, we'll go on to game week 11. So I'll start with your non-goal pick for game week 11. Uh, Okay, yeah. Uh, My non-goal pick. In fact, I've just thought, I don't know what colour he is. Uh, Pedence? He's silver. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Silver. You're fine. You're in the bracket. I've, ri- I've written him down and thought, I was looking at him earlier. Am I? But I've got a few names written around him and um, I'm starting to doubt myself. No, uh, Pedence, I think that, um, I think the Wolves situation is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whether the new manager, Lopetegui, if he becomes a new manager, which seems inevitable, is in place, I don't know. But I always think this period where the players know who the manager is, they have some effect. Um, and they're back at home after two weeks on the road that that has been an absolute struggle for them. What f- five goals conceded in two mm-hmm. games? Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. they um, they turn that back around at home, and um, he is Pedence is going to Pedence's play should be nailed. Uh, Neto is out with till after the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, he's, he's had an operation, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, they've been trying a Damatore back in the team, but. I, he's never really been the fantasy asset that mm-hmm. that he, he promises to be. Um, I guess he's fighting with Huang, maybe. Diego Costa will be limited based on the fact that he's just getting to fitness. So um, I think Pedence, I'd, I'd like to target that Wolves fixture. Um, Jean Moutinho would be the other one, or Ruben Neves, I guess, if he's back from... Um, he was suspended last week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I can't remember. But he, he was. He was. Wasn't the side. Um, uh, side point. Have you got FIFA yet this year? I haven't bought it yet. No. Ruben Neves on commentary is Ruben Neves, and I don't know Neves. if. <laughs> uh, this is the thing with FIFA. There are always one name that you always remember not being pronounced right. I. Or or it's or. Or have they been told that that's how to pronounce <laughs> it, and just everyone else is ignoring it? I, I don't know, but I have I I keep playing against teams with him, and it keeps winding me right up. Um, by the by, uh, Pedence for me this week is my non-goal pick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got a little bit brave, and I'll be honest, it, it it will it will play out over the next few days if his injury is as serious as they thought. Anthony Martial has come back. He just seems to be dead unlucky with injuries. He's come back. He banged right. He put two against Man City when it wasn't when it, okay. There were consolation goals, but at the end of the day, it's still two goals against Manchester City, which is a respectable feat. He he got an assist in the twenty five minutes he played against Everton and then came off injured. I don't think he's a bad pickup for a silver because he is a silver card this year. I don't think he's a bad pickup at all. Mm-hmm. 
if he's, if he's, he's fit, if he's fit. that's that's the one issue. Like I've written him down, but he's got to be fit. I, I, the, the worry is, I think he's been checked over today. Uh, we should know a little bit more probably tonight. I don't think he, if he does play, I don't think he's a bad pick at all against Newcastle. And Newcastle, while while they are scoring, they're still conceding. They even won five one today, and they still concede. They're scoring the goals, but they just the defense seems to be at the moment. It seems to be where it's letting them down. They're playing great attacking football, but it just seems to be the defense that's letting them down on occasions. I think Anthony Martial, if he's fit and he's all right, I think he wouldn't be a bad a bad card this week. Uh, I'll reveal more tomorrow in the in the, in the non gold gems, but that's the one that is a, is a little bit of a chance. But we'll wait to see. He's clearly. Made a uh, glass. <laughs> yeah, he's made a glass. And he's uh, he's clearly a Ten Hag player if he's fit. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronaldo clearly isn't. And um, he wants that striker role. I think mm-hmm. he's always had, if you look at his Ajax teams, he has had a, a focal point like that. Playing Rashford up there has is, is kind of filled a void, but I don't think he, it's a void he wants to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with a Rashford and not with a with an out-and-out out number nine. Ah, I like... I like Anthony Marshall, uh, I another one that I have in my FIFA team. I think partly just because I love his chant that goes on in the background every time you score. <laughs> <laughs> right, best selection, game week eleven. Ivan Tony. Oh, okay. Um, not so much the opposition. Brighton, oh, clearly not a bad team. Um, mm-hmm. But Friday night under the lights at. Um, at the Brentford Community Stadium, it's now got yeah. It's oh, got it's like the G. It was the G Tech. The G Tech. Call it the G Tech. Bloody got, hell! It's got, it's got a sponsor now. <laughs> Sellouts. God. Uh, when does this podcast get sponsored? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ivan Tony for for Brentford to pop a couple home against Bright uh, against Brighton in um, in what people will probably look at and go oh that might be a bit of a dull fixture or might be something drab but actually they've been mm-hmm. so good at home mm-hmm. they have looked they've looked clinical and I always Friday night games I just Friday nights and Monday night games I always think it, it can bring something special like you saw it last night mm-hmm. Forest although they didn't pull up any trees were an, <laughs> trees <That's>, uh, <laughs> um, were, were an awful lot uh, they were an awful lot better than I think they had been and that was due to playing under the lights and we having a, having mm-hmm. the crowd behind them and Brentford yep. will do the same and Ivan Tony will bag a brace yeah that's fair I, I think that, I do think home advantage plays a big part sometimes so I think that could could be could play a difference there for, for Tony. Um, my selection this week, I've ummed and ahed about it for ages, and I've I've literally been looking at one and I've been looking at the other. So I am going to go with the one that I've been umming and ahing about, and I think it's going to be Jared Bowen of West Ham. I nailed it perfectly um, a couple of weeks back. I put him in the best selections a couple of weeks back and said, I think it was last year, it took him seven game weeks to get going. We got to game week eight and he hadn't still really done much. I was like, this could be the week he does it. And he went and scored. And he got, he got. I think he got an assist as well. He scored last week. He scored last week as well. So now he seemed to have found that rhythm where he's just got going, got started. I think it was just one of them, like, maybe he's got a bit of that Harry Kane August curse where it just takes a little bit time to get going. And he's found his rhythm now and he's going. So I think Jared Bowen against the Southampton side that while they're at, while they are at home, you, as you've said earlier, they do leak goals and they do have a tendency to 
crop up with a 9-0 loss here or there once in a while. I'm not saying it's against West Ham, but they could concede a few goals at least. We, we mentioned it on the um, the giveaways chat on Thursday about... Uh, oh, sorry. I, I mentioned how um, Moyes seems to have finally got the team selections mm-hmm. right between mm-hmm. midweek and the Sunday game, which seemed to be what was hampering at the start of the season. Yet again, he made the right decisions. He benched the right players. He played the right players. And they scored. And Jared Bowen is going to score a lot of goals between now and the World Cup because he absolutely has to if he stands a chance of getting in the squad. Yep, I think you bang on. You bang on. Absolutely right. I I like that so much that I will be going away and making sure that Bowen and Tony will be in my (laughs) lineup coming for the weekend. Right, big one. I cut this up last time. So your bum of the week. I said Jesus and then he went and scored. So I, I looked like an absolute muppet. Yeah, and I took him out of my team on that advice, <laughs> didn't I? Cheers for that, mate. Right, go ahead. Your bum of the week. <laughs> this feeds nicely. Arsenal assets. Ooh, okay. Um, I've, I, I didn't mean to earlier, but I spoke earlier about how um, well I think Jesse Marsh has turned his... Um, has made his team difficult to beat and, and play some pretty decent football for a team that I think people were expecting not to do so well um, Well, at. Um, people will target it. I think the thing with the bomb of the week is I like to find a fixture where people will target it mm-hmm. for, the, for the, the reason that I'm saying mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. won't. Um, and I wouldn't want Martinelli, Saka, Jesus. They will be remaining. I've got a Jesus. Um, he will be remaining on my bench um, because... I could see it being a frustrating game. I don't think Arsenal have been as good as their results. They've been good, but not as good as their results have, have would suggest. Mm-hmm. I think even looking at the Liverpool game, they could that that first goal they scored, although it was a lovely goal, if Liverpool hadn't butchered the move twenty seconds earlier, they should have been clean through three on two, three mm-hmm. on one. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a completely different story. And I think Leeds are better in that respect. Um I expect Arsenal not to maybe Leeds aren't going to run away with it and win <laughs> one two three nil, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that game was one all nil nil, mm-hmm. a frustrating game all round, um, and I'd be avoiding it like the plague. That's fair enough. Um, I'm going to go extremely brave here. I, I think Erling Haaland might have a bad week this week. I, I, you look at the game first off; it's Liverpool away. Now, I'm not saying Man City-Liverpool games in the past at Anfield have been drab affairs, but they have been drab affairs. Like The one that always sticks out in my mind is that nil-nil draw with the last-minute penalty that Mares skied, and it was an absolute dead game. Liverpool, okay, yes, they haven't been in great form. I've been a big voucher of that saying they have not been great this year because they haven't. I still think they're going to miss outside the top four, but I don't think Haaland is going to deliver in the way that some players feel they hit that he will this week. Um, I wouldn't be, I'm not I'm not saying 9 points is disappointing for Haaland, but 9 points against Southampton when you look at the scores that he's been picking up in other weeks is a slight disappointment. I feel it could be another disappointing week this week. Liverpool Anfield is a tough place to go, especially in a game like this. It is hostile. The fans are really on your backs. Like, just—it's just as an away fan. If you come away with anything from Anfield when it's full capacity and at the, like, like they're fully on it, the fans are, then you've done a good job. I, I feel Man City. I don't think Man City will lose, 
but I don't think the goals will come through players that we expect. I, I, I think very much the same. I do think City will win, and I think maybe 2-1, something like that. Mm. Um, but you're right, I don't think Harlan will be on the score sheet, and um, I think it will come, it'll be a Rodri banger from 35 <laughs> yards or something, and people will go, oh, that's not what we're expecting, but... Mm-hmm. I I don't think um, I don't think that's the bravest call in the world, and I think we'll be proven wrong when he <laughs> yeah, when, when he hits he a hat trick and picks up thirty five points. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for joining us today, Max. We'll uh, we'll try and make this more of a regular thing. You seem to be quite popular among the uh, the UF community when it comes to your opinions. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll definitely get more of you on here but yeah thanks for joining us today that is it for today's episode uh, we will be back tomorrow with the non-gold gems for game week 11 we'll speak to you then